Yo, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of our fantasy football podcast. And, uh, you know, here I decided to do something slightly different. We just finished recording our fifth episode a little bit earlier. Uh, the podcast went longer uh, than expected, and it was uh, it was a long episode. So what I decided here to do, I thought it would be a good idea to split up this episode into two segments. This first segment here that I'm putting out is our trade discussions uh, based on the two trades that happened earlier this week between Steven and Phil and Steven and Sola. Uh, everyone has great takes and, and insights towards the trade. So take a listen and enjoy and let us know your thoughts. And uh, before we started, Christian uh, just found out about these two trades. So, Christian, let's uh, let's jump in. Let's uh, open open those trades up and let's see what uh, let's hear your thoughts. Yeah, I got the tab set up and then I was told to wait, so I didn't actually look at them yet. I heard of this first one: Kenny Galladay and Matthew Stafford going to Stephen Lowe. For Mike Davis, Scary Terry, and Alexander Madison. Uh, Interesting. I mean, so best player in the trade is a healthy Galladay, right? So Steven's getting the best player. Most value, I think, for the first couple of weeks following this trade, would pro- you'd probably have to say would go to to Sola. That's Sola's team, correct? Yeah, that's Sola. Um, just because Mike Davis is going to be at the very least a high end RB two, you'd have to imagine with the volume he's going to get in a run heavy offense. Um, and Terry McLaurin is is he? Uh, the thing with Terry McLaurin is on the Redskins. I don't know if there's a wider gap in football between like number one playmaker on a team and number two playmaker on a team. Like outside of Terry McLaurin, who's getting it done on the offense for the Redskins? So I mean, he's he's really good. He, he's he's. I mean, there's a lot of value there. He's not quite Kenny Galladay status, but you know, if the trade off is you're sending Stafford and then you're also getting Davis in a handcuff. Uh, in Madison, and and to be fair, with in terms of Madison, Madison is one of the few handcuffs in the league that is absolutely, without a doubt, worth rostering at all times. Um, so I mean, at first I, I saw this trade and I was like, this kind of, kind of, I don't, I don't know. I think it actually might be pretty even. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just perplexed because. I don't see why Soul is doing this because, like, I get he doesn't need Stafford. He has Josh Allen. But he has Dalvin Cook and David Montgomery. And although David Montgomery is not an amazing running back, he still gets the workload, especially with Cohen tearing his ACL. Like, he's only going to see an uptick here. So why does he really need Mike Davis? Like, and then he's really downgrading receiver. Like, I... I get the handcuff is nice because Dalvin Cook has some injury problems, but he's really just downgrading receiver for a handcuff and a, a, a temporary running back because McCaffrey's going to come back in four to six weeks. Like so, That's what I was thinking, it it just doesn't make sense. Like he's kind of downgrading his own team for for a security blanket, and that's not. That's not how I would play it. I mean, I get I get Sola's upset because like a lot of people on his team have been hurt, and I get it. Like he's scared, but you can't play scared. Otherwise, like you're just going to throw away your own potential win. 
Scared money don't make no money. <laughs> well, let me turn uh, in Chris, on what, what are you... Yeah, go ahead. Um, so the thing is, I remember when I saw my, that trade, I texted my brother and I was like, wow, you really got a clear win. Now, let me tell you a couple of things why I think this is a clear win for him. I actually was contemplating vetoing that trade because I thought he was getting too much. So, <laughs> yeah, you guys are laughing, but let me tell you why. So, you guys know I'm a huge um, Washington fan. I've gone to games. I followed them for years now. I mean, before RG3, Sean Taylor and everything. And what I can tell you is this. Terry McLaurin, as Nick said, is clearly the best player on that team. That was me, by the way, not Nick. Oh, that was Christian? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. So as Christian said, best player on the team by far. That being said, his numbers, and if you look back, there's a player that he's been compared to, and they're literally doing the exact same thing for. Last year was David uh, DJ Moore. DJ Moore ended up being like a top 10 wide receiver. I think Terry McLaurin will. The quarterback is poor, but even when they're not schemed to get him plays, he gets yards. Now mm -hmm. they're starting to scheme him more yards. So that's one. Two, Kenny Galladay, hamstring injury. I'll tell you from the medical standpoint, yeah, that's scary. Agreed. That's scary. Uh, that was the point I was going to make, too, is you, you say that, you know, Nick brings up, you know, Galladay. That's a downgrade at receiver, but Galladay with the hammy is, you know, who knows? He could, who knows? Who knows? It, there's upside. Mm -hmm. It's not It's not a 100% a downgrade. It, it, in theory, if Galladay's healthy, Steven gets the best player in the trade, then it's a downgrade. I yeah. I I would I'll defend my point further that it's a downgrade because you're now also looking at quarterback. Like you said, Haskins is not anywhere near the top like tier of quarterbacks, or even the second tier. Like he's kind of like a mediocre quarterback at the moment. And mm -hmm. like Stafford, like even on a bad day, is going to have two to three hundred yards. And if Galladay's on the field, like he's contributing like to that number like indefinitely. Like they have a connection, like they like each other. Like that's how that's going to go. So <clears throat> you now have to rely on Terry McLaurin. And once people realize that he is the best player on that team, because a lot of people realize it, but once they realize it, like if you verse like you know Belichick or, or somebody who coaches like that, they're just gonna take away your best player. They're just gonna double team McLaurin, and he's not Julio Jones. He's not a big big guy like that where he can deal with a double team. Like if he's double teamed, that's it. He's shut down, and they may just be like, you know what, beat us with Haskins and Antonio Gibson. Like we're gonna take away McLaurin. So it's like you can't do that to Stafford because Stafford can still pick you apart if you're gonna double team Galladay. He's got Marvin Jones. He's got Hawkinson. Like he's got. And he's a good quarterback, so he's got the ability to pick you apart differently. Like, Haskins is kind of one-dimensional at the moment. He's not really all that. But, you know, to that point, McLaurin was working with much of the same talent level last season, and he still put up almost 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns. Yep. yep. And, you know, Stafford was crazy good last year until he got hurt. Never had to have the back surgery. This year, he's not off to as great of a start he's but he's you know he's still pretty good um borderline quarterback one right now every week but you know obviously 
uh, Galladay's working with a better quarterback when both of them are healthy. Um, but, you know, the, the production Terry was putting up with Haskins as a rookie last season, plus the, you know, swapping of quarterbacks, uh, you know, it could, it's you'd have to imagine with how talented that guy is, it's only going to go up from here. Whereas with Galladay, you're either you're probably expecting you're hoping for more of the same from last season. Plus, he's dealing with the hamstring. Yep, those are good points. Um, Chris, what are your thoughts for that trade? Uh, the trade, honestly, man, like I agree with Nick. It just didn't make much sense to me. Um, you're giving up pretty much one of your best options for short term, you know, like relief at running back. Like, let's say McCaffrey gets back earlier than expected. Like, you just fucked yourself. Do you know what I mean? I don't even understand why Steven made that trade. I, I understand, but I feel like he just traded for a fucking quarterback and. He had one of his best players away, too, so I don't know why he made another trade for a quarterback. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I feel like they're – I think uh, – Go ahead. No, I thought you – I think you bring, bring up the biggest point um, in this trade that no one really touched upon is why did exactly Steven make this trade? As we know, Steven has stacked that wide receiver, right? Right. He doesn't really need an upgrade. I mean, when you can get a Kenny Galladay, I guess you go well, out and get a Kenny Galladay. Um, Tyreek Hill. That's why, yeah. Oh yeah. Can, good can, point, we, guys. can we get can we get I, into I, that I, trade? Can that can that trade also be brought oh, up? That trade that trade is bad. I, so I so <laughs> Phil's getting wait, Phil's hold, getting hold on hold on Nick. I just want to wrap up yep, my yep, my view for, for this trade. Um. So would you guys just kind of stared me off at that point? Um. On Solar's point of view, I I kind of get. I mean, I get why he's doing it. He's uh I, he's definitely scared about the injury a re injury to Kenny Galladay. He it happened with um sudden with him i don't think he wants to go down that road again so i think he's just cutting bait now and i think right now when you look at his team especially based on injury he has no flex play he's playing frank gore right now as his flex so i think um i think he was willing to take the short-term um return uh by getting uh mike davis so he could plug him into his flex and he's sitting at two and right one right now and i think he just wants to gather as much wins as he can to pad himself uh, you know, down the road. So when um, when Mike Davis loses his job, he he could kind of figure out what is he what's he going to do for his flex later. Um, I think maybe he's hoping that the Sterling Shepard comes back and he's healthy and he can produce and he could be his flex, or maybe like a Chris Thompson could could figure it out. So I think I think right now Sol is definitely playing for the short term and he doesn't want to get burned by Kenny Galladay. Um, the the hamstring injury. I think I, I get the point, but I think the hamstring injuries usually just are nagging when you don't heal properly and you don't give it time to heal and you rush it back. I think based on the time that Galladay took to, to, to heal up, um, I, I don't think he rushed it back. So I'm not as concerned about hamstrings as a hamstring issue, but you guys are right. Hamstring issues are such a nagging um, issue. And um, that is something to be concerned about. But me personally, I think I would have rolled the dice because I think he healed up with enough time. Uh, so those are my thoughts on the trade. I think you guys all had really good insight. Uh, Christian, uh, you want to take away that next trade that you just found out about? Yeah, this one, uh, this one hurts me a little bit because I was trying to go for see the second trade, Jonathan Taylor pretty hard from Phil. Oh, that trade. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is one of those guys coming into the draft where I was like, love him, love the talent, but Marlon Mack is still there. Mm-hmm. Hines is still there. They're both going to still have roles. And, it, and I was like, I can't. I can't take this guy and have him sit, you know, and and not play. 
um, and with without a defined role yet. And then, you know, instead you took my uh, marketing. Well, you know, it's a little different because, <laughs> you know, you figure you figure Mark Ingram would have the same volume that he had last season because he, the thing with Mark Ingram is he was never he never had, you know, 300 carries in a season. It was always his steady, you know, 200, 220. And he was efficient with it. He was the red zone back get would get his touchdowns and he would and a team that runs as much as they do, you know. There, I, I just saw a pretty clear path there for where, what, what my strategy was is, you know, I'm going to take a, take a running back in round one, and then I just need to find a running back too. And I just want – just I got to find it somewhere. And so I tried to draft as many running backs as I can, as I could, who I thought had good opportunities to at least be a running back too. And uh, kind of broke bad for me both ways there, but this is kind of besides the point. Just, you know, Jonathan Taylor jumps up to – if before the season started, Marlon Mack had retired and they just had Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines on that roster, as a rookie, everyone in here would agree that Jonathan Taylor is a first-round pick. After never seeing the guy play in the pros. I think we would all agree that. So that's – I mean, that's what he, he became when Mack got hurt is that's a first-round pick value in a draft. And Tyreek Hill, as seen in our draft, did not go in the first round. He's not a first-round value. Um, and he, he's one of those players where he's not consistent fantasy points per game every week. Going to give you that, you know, reliable 15, 17 Tyree kill is very boomer bust. He is 40 points three or four times a season. And then a bunch of other times in the season, he's, he's going to, he's not going to be wide receiver one. It's just, it's one end of the spectrum or the other. But it's so so frequent that he is high up that it's worth having him in the second round. But uh, I just I'm confused in terms of what Phil's trying to get out of this because Phil, I can see Phil's thinking from the standpoint of I have no wide receivers. I need a wide receiver. I have a lot of running backs. I can get rid of this guy and get an elite wide receiver. But you know this is not the elite wide receiver who's going to solve your your wide receiver issues every week. He's going to solve it a, a couple more than a, f- a few times this season, but he's still going to have wide receiver issues, I think, every week coming off this trade. Plus, giving up Brady on top of it. Like, I think. Yeah, like, I, I don't know why he did that. Yeah, he's given up way more value than taking him back. I mean, I understand. He has Aaron Rodgers. I get it. Like, I think he could have a smarter trade. Yeah, I think so too. I think he could have got much more for Jonathan Taylor than he got, than what he got. Yeah. I was curious though because um, he also has connections to the Bucks, right? So this could be a sign. Uh, I mean, like he knows something we don't. Maybe he's got a co-manager in this team. Yeah, let's say yo trade away Tom Brady. Whoever thought we would be saying that? Um, there's a couple of other things I think is interesting about this trade as well. Uh Jonathan Taylor, yeah, he's got such a good, he's such a good talent. Most of it has already been said by you guys. I do think the Tyreek Hill problem, or rather his so question, his answer to this, his uh, wide receiver question. You're right, he he's not going to produce as consistently, but the way Patrick Mahomes is playing, he picks and chooses who's going to have a big game. Yeah, and. To be fair, it's it's gotten to the point where Tyreek Hill is matchup proof. 
when you have a quarterback yeah. that good, like For Russell sure. Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, he, he, you can go off at any point. So, and the, the the whole point is, you know, he's there's a chance he can make the playoffs, and we're not playing for just making the playoffs. We're playing for those last two to three weeks. Can this guy give me fifty? Tyreek can. Uh, that's a great point, Ola. I like I like that point there. Um, Nick, what what are your thoughts on this? Um, I mean, like, so I think that the only reason Phil can make this trade is because he has so many running backs that you know maybe one or two of them aren't really all that like because they're backups and they're only really going to get like real value if someone gets hurt or whatever. But it also like I've been in that position where you have uh, a position and a lot of it, and you kind of give yourself a headache every week sitting there trying to figure out who to play. Like uh, I'm pretty sure I like I versed him this week. I'm pretty sure he left like 28 to 30 points in the bench that would have totally beat me. And he's probably just like sitting there looking at it like shit. I need to get rid of some of these. I'm tired of like leaving points in the bench. So like you 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 upgrade somewhere else so that way you can stop leaving points in the bench, which overall does increase your score. Um, just a consistency. I mean, I agree with Ola. Um, this is Patrick Mahomes' favorite weapon. And, you know, last year, like, obviously he had his huge games and there were some games where he really wasn't as great, but he also was dealing with a hamstring last year um, and he rushed it back, like LeBron said. So, like, it kept nagging him as the season went on. And that's a big factor that he's 100% healthy right now. And, I mean, so far, like, I think he hasn't put under, like, 15 points in a week. So, like, that, like so far he's been very consistent. Um, yeah, he's 15, 21, 21. Um so I, I think Tyreek Hill is that wide receiver one as long as he remains healthy. Because honestly, with the way Patrick Mahomes is playing, it's like unreal uh, how good he is at that age. So, you know, him, Russell Wilson, like if you have any of their players, it's so hard to even just say, like, I'm going to get rid of this guy because that's so many points that are just going to be left on the on the board that you, you're losing out on. How much do you think this was this influence was? Uh, this decision was influenced by him picking up Daryl Henderson Jr. because he's got them him as his running back two in right now, and uh... Uh, I don't think that much because um, you know he had these past two weeks were dependent based off of uh, injuries. Yeah, uh, I know Malcolm Brown is was um, was active, but he's playing he's broken. playing hurt. Mm-hmm. He just had a finger surgery on a on a pinky, so I, I gotta imagine that's hard to grip a ball. Just after getting a surgery on that, and um, also Cam Akers, um, I think when when they're healthy, he's he's not. There's I can't see a path that Henderson's gonna get this much touch. I agree. So with you. I don't think. I don't think it, it it factored in, and if it did factor in, I think that was bad thing. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is my more question was not so much how much do you think a reasonable person person it factored into, but how much do you think it factored in for Phil? <laughs> so so I, I talked to Phil uh, a decent amount, and then I was speaking to him the last few days, so I kind of have a little insight onto what was going through his mind. Um, so so I'm pretty sure Christian hit it on the head that he doesn't have receivers. He knows he doesn't have receivers, and like it's it's frustrating that he's missing so many points in a slot that he has to play. Um, I know that he's been trying to trade for a receiver since the end of week two. Not trying hard enough. Well, he was, he was in talks for the last two weeks before pulling this trade off. So, you know, he said like he was confident in Fournette taking a job, um, McKinnon, um, you know, being McKinnon, like just a stable running back to have like, and then Henderson going off kind of, I think that was the, the, 
the straw that broke the camel's back, right? Because like he has these two guys who are kind of consistent and good, and, and Fournette has an upside because it's you know Leonard Fournette. As long as he's healthy, he's really good. Um, so that Henderson going off the last two weeks, like that, just kind of like incentivized Phil to be like, you know what, like I, I can afford to lose some depth here at running back. Like I think I'll be all right, and then make that trade. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. He texted me about Henderson a few times because I had Henderson and I dropped him because because of, of the fucking bench spot. That's good issue that's going on um but i you know i think you know once that rams backfield gets healthy it'll be a little bit more of a, a mix-up but uh you know I, i'll put it out there too like i offered phil this this is a week two so like mac gets hurt I, I think this was week two or maybe even just before week two started uh stefan diggs looked really good Devonte parker had a few good weeks i offered both of them to phil for jonathan taylor and he said no and i think i offered some other shit too so I don't know. Uh, what do you think about I that? Guess, I mean, I, I get. I guess that's understandable. I could. I could see why sure. he, he didn't pull the trigger there. I mean, this. I, I think um, I'm pretty sure this was after you know Diggs dropped that 30 point game and. Yeah, but it's still early. It could have been like you know anomaly and outlier. Mm-hmm. I think he probably. I mean, like personally, I would have wanted to see more out of Diggs. Um, so I could see why he passed on that. Um, my thoughts on this trade. I totally get it. I'm not. I'm not as against Phil as um majority of you guys are. Uh, as I pointed out in the the power rankings, often he he had he had a non-existent wide receiver too, and I know you guys you guys bring valiant points. I had Tyreek Hill last year. Um, he's he's very you know, I, I don't want to say boom or bust, but for him boom or bust. But when I when you look at his bust, his bust will be like ten points a game, and as a wide receiver too for for him, I think he would take that. He will live with those busts um, every now and then for the booms because his his wide receiver too. It's gonna be a bust anyway. Someone was Chris. Yeah, was Christian yeah. Kirk. Um, so uh, I, I I like the move. Um, I, I mean, running back is such you know is a gold. It's it's a yeah. gold position, and if you could have that depth, I would try and keep it. But I think what uh, and Nick alluded to it. I think he's really banking on Leonard Fournette. And I think he's putting all his eggs in that basket, and he's hoping that Leonard Fournette could be that RB two that he could just plug in, and um, he could kind of have a, a a full lineup where he doesn't need to worry about his two wide receivers and uh, and um, running back with Fournette being there. So uh, those are my thoughts. But overall, I think it's a, you know it's a trade, a good trade on both sides. I think it fits their needs. It fits Phil's needs for the wide receiver too. Um, who essentially might become his wide receiver one, you know, and Juju will move down to the Yeah, two. for sure. <laughs> and, and, um, and for Steve, you know, Steve just needed to do something. And uh, he, we all know he's hurting at running back. And he was able to – I know he's a big fan of Jonathan Taylor, and he was able to land Jonathan Taylor. So uh, no surprise there. So just to wrap up this segment, I just want to make it clear for everyone. Uh, for that first trade we went over, Christian – who won that trade for you, uh, Steven or Sola? I think you were leaning to Steven, right? No, I, I think I just landed on it being pretty even. Uh, I, I just I think it's actually – I think if – it depends on health, as does every trade. And I think if everything's everyone's staying healthy, I think Steven probably wins out in the long run because he gets the best player. Um. And, you know, Solo will lose Mike Davis eventually. But I think early on, with Galladay getting back into, you know, form on the field, I think Solo will have gotten 
we'll be better off for it in the short term, like Nick said. All right. Ola, what, what are your thoughts? Who won that trade? Dalvin Cook has yet to play a full season. And Terry McLaurin is in the NFC East. My brother won. All right. Um, Chris? I think Solo won that trade, too. I'm uh, talking about... Um, oh, are you talking about Phil? No. We're talking about Solo and, um, and Steve. But thanks for paying attention. Oh. He said Solo. I think yeah, he said Solo. He said Solo. No, no, no. I think, I think Solo won that trade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for paying attention, Gibbs. Thanks for paying attention. Yeah, hold on a second. I'm like, I'm that, that's, that, that's more of a that's more of a listening. Talking, but... <laughs> All right, Nick. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go opposite. Um, I think Steven wins because in Sola's position, like Sola's two and one, he's not in a bad spot. Like, there's three teams that are zero and three, and there's four teams that are one and two, oh, and. Man. A lot of those teams that are one and two like aren't really like all that. Like Matt Lowe's already fallen off like after that explosive week one. <laughs> Luigi's Luigi. Uh, Gibbs, you're you're gonna bounce back. You're you're the one one and two team that will bounce back because I, I have faith in you. But but Banshee, like I mean like he's got some upside, but I don't think he's like a, a threat to like you know go on like a five six game winning streak. So like Solo's in a decent spot. So. Trading away for early wins is not gonna help him. Like maybe he he scrapes into the playoffs, but when he loses Mike Davis and and Madison is not a factor because Cook does stay healthy. Like because if you're talking about health, right? So he's banking on Cook not being healthy, so he has the backup. But if you're banking on health, then why are you not banking on Galladay just being healthy? Because Galladay is the best player in that trade. So I I think that Steven wins because I think if Steven can scrape into the playoffs, his team is way better off getting those types of players. All right. Great points. Um, so let's segue off of that. Um, 